0: Does it seem much darker than it did before? Before, Does it-
1: Us today, welcome to you all. If you're a guest with us, my name is Brad. I'm the pastor here at Southview. It's so good to have you here today, worshiping the Lord on this New Year's Eve. I learned something new just before I came up here. Today's date is twelve thirty-one twenty-three. If you would write it out, the date is one two three one two three. Won't happen again for a hundred years. You, you're blessed now, aren't you? Right? Somebody's gonna write that on Facebook. I know you are. So, today as we end 2023 and go into 2024, I just got a couple of announcements I want to throw your way. Things that you know is going on here. And I want you to think about the announcements like this, okay? Think about it as these are steps that you can take for growing in the Lord in 2024. You want to grow in the Lord? You want to take some steps towards Christ-likeness? Here are just a couple of opportunities we have for you that may be able to be steps that you need to take going forward in 2024. First is this, new membership, all right? Our new members class is beginning January 14th. It'll go 14th, 21st, and 28th Uh, during the 930 time. We walk through what church membership is, what it means, why it's important, what that specifically looks like here at Southview. And let me encourage you with this. Every single time, every time we have a new members class, I have at least one person from that class come to me and say, I had no idea how important church membership is for my walk with the Lord. I wish somebody would have told me this a long time ago. Covenant membership is significant for your personal walk with Christ. So I want to encourage you, if that's the next step that you perhaps need to take, sign up for our new members class, January 14th, 21st, and 28th. Text the word MEMBER to our number, 910-424-1298, to sign up for that. Second thing you can consider as a potential next step is our Everyman a Warrior groups, all right? These are men's Bible studies that meet throughout the year that are going to help practically teach you how to have a quiet time, how to pray, how to love your family, your wife, your kids, handle money, all the things. It it really helps build a solid foundation for what it means to be a man of God moving forward. I strongly encourage this group, strongly encourage being a part of this. We're going to have an interest meeting on January 21st, okay? Um, If you're one of our leaders, we're going to meet from 4 to 6 on the 21st. But if you're just interested in the group, we're going to meet from 6 to seven, come find out what it's like and come be a part of it. Also, ladies, You're welcome to come at 6 o'clock also just to learn about it, about your husband, your sons, your friends here in the church, how to be praying for them. If you want to just know what these groups are about, what they look like, you're welcome to come and and, and hear as well. But That's going to be January 21st, 6 o'clock. It could be a potential great next step for you as a man in your walk with the Lord. If you want to be a part of that, text the word WARRIOR to our number, 910-424-1298. And then third and finally... Fundamentals of the Faith. Um, that is going to be beginning uh, January 3rd, right? So, this coming Wednesday, that's going to be beginning um, during uh, our Wednesday night small group time at 6 30. This is going to be a great chance for you just to learn about the basic foundation fundamentals of the Christian faith. You want to know more about the Christian faith? You feel like you should be farther along than you actually are right now, which most of us would probably say yes and amen. This would be a great first step for you, perhaps. So if you're interested in this, just text the word faith to our number, 910-424-1298, to sign up for that. And for all our other announcements, everything that's going on around here, you can download our app iTunes or Google Play to find out what's going on, sign up for a class, um, find a small group, listen to previous sermons, all of that there online on the app. Download that and use that as your connection tool. Also, with the app, you can give online through the app or give in the giving boxes as you leave the sanctuary, whatever works best for you. And if you're a guest with us today, I have two things for you I want you to consider. One is this, I would love for you to grab your phone and text the word CONNECT to our number, 910-424-1298. Text the word CONNECT. Uh, you'll get a link. Tap on that. We're just looking for basic information, name, email address. We're not going to spam you or aggravate you or sell your information, Okay. What we just want to do is know how we connect with you, how we can connect with you and pray for you, all right? So text the word CONNECT to our number, 910-424-1298. Secondly, at the end of service today, please meet my wife and I at the welcome desk in the back. We'd love to meet you, put a name with a face, and uh, spend a little time just getting to know you. So do those two things for me if you're a guest with us today. Text CONNECT to our number, 910-424-1298, and meet my wife and I in the back at the end of the service. But for us today, as we end 2023 and go into 2024, I want to read a scripture to us just to kind of get us thinking. And this is something that I shared with you previously a year or so ago, um, and I just feel like it's something really good here beginning of the year to consider. Deuteronomy chapter 17. So let me give you a little backstory. Deuteronomy 17 is giving instructions for kings of Israel. When someone becomes a king in Israel, here's what's expected of them. Okay, So Deuteronomy 17, verse 18, here's what God is saying. I want my new kings to do. And when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself in a book a copy of this law, approved by the Levitical priests, and it shall be with him. And he shall read in it all the days of his life, and he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of this law and these statutes and doing them. That is, his heart may not be lifted up above his brothers and that he may not turn aside from the commandment either to the right hand or to the left so that he may continue long in his kingdom, he and his children in Israel. So here's the command of God. When a new king comes to the throne, before he leads an army, Before he passes a law, before he makes an administrative decision, the very first thing a king is to do is to lock himself in a room with a copy of the Bible and a blank piece of paper. And he is to copy word for word the Bible in his own copy, in his own hand. The amount of hours that takes, if you want to know how long that would take, just go home today and copy one page from the Bible. Right? It's going to take you forever, and your hand is going to cramp up 73 times. And he was commanded by God to do that for the entire law. Why? I mean, he already had a copy. He's writing from that copy. Why not just use that copy? Why not just read that and study that? Why did he have to write his own copy of the Bible? Because God wanted the king to own his own faith. It's yours. You are making a copy of this law. You are writing it in your own hand. You are having to take the time to think about every word you are writing down so that it's not just something that you see or read. It's becoming yours. This is about this king owning his own faith. He can't live off his father's faith. He can't live off his mother's faith. He can't live off the community's faith. He can't live off the priest's faith. He had to own it for himself. I can't think of a better word of encouragement to begin 2024. Do you own your own faith? Do you take responsibility for your own walk with Christ? Do you seek yourself? to be in God's word and know God's word and pursue God and humble yourself before the Lord and grow in holiness. Do you own your own faith? Let's make that as a commitment for ourselves in 24. We're gonna own our own faith that we are going to be men and women that don't live off other people's faith, but we seek to live out our own. As we think about that, I wanna ask you to bow your heads for me. And I want to lead us in prayer as we begin this year worshiping the Lord together, ending 23 and starting 24. Lord God, I pray over this room right now that in this room right here, right now, there are going to be people all over this room that are going to own their own faith in 2024 like they never have in their entire life. They're not going to float. They're not going to coast. They're not going to assume. They're not going to live off the faith of anyone else. They're not just going to keep doing the same old thing, but they're going to actively and seriously and intentionally take ownership of their own walk with you. And they're going to pursue you with all their hearts and all their mind and all their soul and all their strength. Jesus, I pray this over us today. I can't wait to see the fruit that's going to come from it. We trust you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, I want to ask you to stand with us as we worship Jesus Christ together. Thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood. We thank you, Jesus, for your life. We thank you, Jesus, that you have given everything that we will need for all of life and godliness in you. We ask you, Jesus, now as we spend time in your word, you would speak very clearly to us as we submit ourselves to you. Thank you, Lord. We pray this in your name, Jesus, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Hey, if you have a Bible, let's find Philippians chapter 3 together, all right? Philippians chapter 3. So, as we end 23 and go into 24, um, so as you look back on 2023, uh, what words kind of in your mind uh, pop up when you think about your personal year? um? Romans 12 says that as the body of Christ, we are to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. In other words, when people are having a time of great joy in their life, we're to be happy and joyful with them. And when people are having times of sorrow in their life, we're to, we're to weep with them. And, and in this room, uh, I'm, and I know for a fact there are people who have times of great rejoicing this year and times who have great sorrow this year. There are some in this room, probably most of us, that would say we've experienced both of those in the year, right? Things in our life that were very joyful and things in our life that were sorrowful. But as you think about the year as a whole and going into 24, I want today to encourage us with some truths about the foundations that we need to see God do great things with us moving forward in 2024. God's done great things. Be thankful. Rejoice always. Give thanks in all circumstances, pray without ceasing, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's 1 Thessalonians 5. Rejoice always. Give thanks in all circumstances. So as you look back at this year... I want to encourage you, even in times of difficulty, we praise God for those because those are opportunities. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said, I've learned to kiss the wave that sends me in to the rock of Jesus Christ. Sometimes the waves of of life just kind of toss us around. But as Christians, we can praise God for the waves that throw us closer to Jesus. As we think about our church in 2023, Over the last year, boy, God's done some amazing things. We've seen dozens of people baptized coming to faith in Christ. We've seen dozens of new people join in covenant membership. We've seen hundreds of people engage in small group Bible studies, seeking to grow in their walk with the Lord. Uh, The people of Southview Baptist Church have traveled a combined 36,000 miles in 2023, taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. 36,000 miles, that's enough for you to go all the way around the earth. We traveled that together as a group, taking the gospel to people who are in need of Jesus. As a group, as a church, we've given around $150,000 this year to mission efforts, both here locally and around the world. God has done great things in and through the people of Southview Baptist Church. And my prayer is in 2024 that God allows us to see even more. So for you personally, what's your goal for twenty four? I I like New Year's resolutions. I think they're fun. I encourage you. I know they're easy to slam, right? Like, for instance, a lot of you have to go home today, and you have a lot of reading to do because you got to get caught up on that one-year Bible plan that you quit in February. So you got a lot of reading to do. I know, um, but I like them because I mean, it. it, it, This is a time for us to to dream and be like, you know what? I see things in my life that I want to be better at. I want to grow in. I want to mature. That's a good thing, right? That's New Year's resolutions, learn to see the world from a, a biblical worldview. The reason that you hate injustice is because God hates injustice and you were created in his image. The reason that you have connections with your family and you love your family is because God is in community and he's created you in his image. Therefore, you connect with family you connect with a unit you connect with community these things are image bearing truths of God and I think the same is true for new year's resolution you know the reason you love a new year's resolution is because it was created and placed in your heart for new for growth for maturity new birth new life new year that's placed in you by God it's a good thing It's not a bad thing. They're easy to make fun of. Like, you want to make New Year's resolutions you know you're going to keep, right? Like I've said for years, my New Year's resolutions have never changed. I keep the same resolutions every year. This year I resolved to eat more bacon. Uh, This year I resolved to accidentally text the wrong person at least once a week. Right? It's not hard. Right? So good New Year's resolutions that I know I'm going to keep. Right? I know I'm going to keep. But as you think about 2024, here's what I want to encourage you with. Um, I think many of us have desires. My desire today is to help you make sure you're running in the right direction to fulfill that desire. Okay, uh, Think about it like this. So 1929 Rose Bowl. right? So I'm a, I'm a college football junkie. So this is like I love this time of year uh, because all the bowl games. So I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and we're going to watch 37 hours of football. I know there's only 24 hours in a day, but we're watching 37 hours of football tomorrow. So 1929 Rose Bowl. Georgia Tech versus the University of California. During the Rose Bowl, a defensive lineman by the name of Roger Regal caused a fumble, picked up the football, and started running to the end zone. Now, if you played football growing up, especially if you were um, uh, a lineman, right, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, and you got a chance to actually hold the football in a game, you're like a dog chasing a car. Like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> so Regal gets the ball, and he starts like, I'm scoring a touchdown. Right, so he's running, and he's giving it all he's got. He's going, he's going, and he's getting closer to the end zone, and closer to the end zone, and closer to the end zone. And at the two-yard line, someone catches him from behind, trips him up, and tackles him. At the two-yard line, he was this close to scoring a touchdown in the Rose Bowl. But he still jumped up excited. He turned around, and he discovered that the person that tackled him was his teammate. He's like, why did you tackle me? And Regal's teammate looked at him and said, you're running the wrong way. You're about to score points for the other team. Regal was excited to be running. He had a desire in his heart that was good. Score a touchdown. But he was so jacked up. He didn't realize he was running the wrong direction. Track with me. Listen. One of the most heartbreaking things for me as a pastor is to see people have what I think is a good God-given desire, but you try to chase it in the wrong direction. You try to go find it in places that you aren't meant to find it. You try to go get it in places that God has never set up for you to go get that. You're just running the wrong way. I even see this with spiritual growth, right? People feel this sense inside of them that they, they want to grow in the Lord. They want to grow more. They want to do. They, I feel like there's something that I'm, I'm still wanting in the Lord. I'm, and that's a good desire. We're going to see it in the scriptures today. That's a good thing. But you try to find it in other places. Like, I just need, a, I just need something different. Everything at least is not happening for me how I'm doing it, right? I need a, a different small group. I need a different journey group. I need a different Bible study. I need a different church, right? And so you desire something, but many of us, man, we're like Regal. We're running after the end zone, but we don't realize we're running the wrong way. We're we're not going to score the points we think we're going to score. And so what I want to do today is take a little time and encourage us in how to run the right direction. I am, my heart is about to burst with excitement for what I believe God is desiring to do. In the people in this room in 2024, like I have, as I've been praying over the last several days leading up to the new year, I am, I am bursting with excitement and desire for what I believe God has for you. I really am just so thrilled. In fact, starting next week, I'm going to begin um, a, a series uh, going through just vision for us as a church and what that looks like and what that means and what we believe God's calling us to and how do we live out God's calling on us as a church and individuals. So exciting. So, what I wanted to do today, ending this year, is again kind of set a foundation for us of what spiritual growth looks like, how do we move forward in it, and are we going in, are you personally running in the right direction? How do you know that you're running after Jesus and not going to accidentally score for the other team? So, if you've got a Bible, Philippians chapter 3, we're going to read verses 12 through 16 together, all right? Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. All right, so as we walk through this text, I'm going to give you three key words, all right, to kind of frame the text and to kind of help us think through spiritual growth, all right? So if you're a note-taker, here are the three words you can write down. Humble, possession, and forward, all right? That's how we're going to kind of work through the text again, all right? Humble, possession, And So let's tackle our first word, humble. Look at verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect. And then verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. All right, so quick Bible quiz. Who's writing the book of Philippians? Paul. Excellent. So now, if you know your Bible history, the Apostle Paul. This guy is legit. And the Apostle Paul is saying, I haven't quite reached a point in my Christian walk where I know I am living and thinking and moving in full Christ-likeness. The Apostle Paul, this guy is the super apostle. He wrote half the books in the New Testament. Right? He is the leader of leaders, the missionary of missionaries, the theologian of theologians, he's so varsity level, God gave him a personal tour of heaven before he died. I'm going to bet that hasn't happened to you. It had not happened to me. right? There has not been a single quiet time where God has come down to me and said, hey, listen, leave the coffee behind. I want to show you something. Let's take a walk. Right? That's never happened. That happened to Paul. And even the Apostle Paul, this great, amazing man of God, says, and I don't have it yet. I have not figured it out. I have not achieved it. I have not reached the pinnacle. I have not arrived. Listen, Warren Wiersbe, a pastor, listen to the way that he described this passage. I love the way he kind of talks about it. Wiersbe says, Paul never allowed himself to be satisfied with his spiritual progress. He was satisfied with Jesus Christ, but he was never satisfied with his Christian life. He lived with a sense of sanctified dissatisfaction. If you and I are going to mature in 2024, step one is this. You have to be humble enough to admit you got a lot you still need to grow in. That is step one. You have a lot of growing yet to do. There are things that you are not mature in. There are areas where you are deeply immature. And that's okay. The problem is going to be when you and I don't admit that and acknowledge that. When we try to pretend we're farther along than we really are. When we try to act like we don't have areas of growth that we need to work on. It is refreshing honesty to see the Apostle Paul admit, I haven't arrived. I haven't attained this. I'm not perfect. I've got things I need to grow in. And if the Apostle Paul can say that, how much more us? So here's my encouragement for you. Number one is this. Going into 24, if you want to see real spiritual growth take place in your life in 24, here's step one. Be honest about the fact that you, that I, that we have a lot of stuff we need to grow in. We have a lot of areas of maturity that we're lacking. In in fact, I would even encourage you, you may even take some time to to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and just write down some stuff that God brings to your mind. Ask God to search your heart. God knows you better than you know you. Ask God to show you the areas of your life that you need to mature in. Do this. I didn't even say this in the first service, so clearly y'all need to hear it. You ready for this? Ask your spouse. Ho, ho, ho. You're going to start going to the first service now, aren't you? That's your New Year's resolution, get here early before Bragg's gets coffee. Ask the people around you. Ask your kids. What areas do you think I need to grow in? And then, right, zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket, listen. Don't talk. Just Listen. The only way we're going to grow and mature is if we're honest about the fact that we got areas we got to grow and mature in. I have areas that I am deeply immature. You have areas that you are deeply immature. And the only way we're going to grow in them is if we're honest about it. Humble yourself. The Apostle Paul is a mature man because he's a humble man. And humble men and women have the ability to look their faults to look their shortcomings to look their failures in the face and be honest about it you can only grow mature if you're honest about the areas you need to grow mature in uh, second is this the second word i want you to think about is possession right so we're humble second word possession look at verse 12 again Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. So if you have a a Bible and a pen, circle the word because. That's a big one. That's an important word. I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Paul uses this verb twice. It means to grab a hold of something, to grip something, to capture something. What he's saying is this, I'm seeking to grab a hold and capture Jesus because I know Jesus has already grabbed a hold and captured me. I'm seeking to grab more of Jesus because I know I've already been gripped in the grace of Jesus. I know he has me. I know he owns me. I know he possesses me. Therefore, I can now grab him. Listen, the key to you and I growing in 2024 is the understanding that if you've trusted by faith in Jesus Christ, he already has you. What allows me to be able to grow in the grace and knowledge of God is because I know God already has me and knows me. I'm growing in that. Um, you'll see this also back in Philippians chapter 2. I'll, I'll read that to you. and We'll throw it up on the screen. Philippians 2, 12 and 13 says something similar. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Um, the the that term work out your salvation, work out it means to make something useful, to do something with it. It doesn't mean, when it says you work out your salvation, it doesn't mean that you're making yourself saved, right? You don't do that. That's the gift of God's grace. But when it says to work out your salvation, it means this. When you were saved, everything that you need for life and godliness was placed in you by Jesus. When you trust by faith in Jesus, his life is in you. His spirit is in you. His joy is in you. His love is in you. The Bible says he literally writes his law on your heart. So it's not something externally you're trying to obey. It's something internally that's now been changed by you. You're given a a new heart, a new mind, a new will, a new desires. Everything you'll ever need for all of life and godliness in Christ Jesus has been already placed in you by faith in him. Now, work that out and do something with it. Right? Do something with it. You've been given this. Do it now. You have, listen to me, be encouraged, brothers and sisters, if you have trusted by faith in Jesus, the Bible says, not Brad, Second Peter 1 says, you right now already possess everything you'll ever need for all of life and godliness in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1 says you've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing you can ever receive forever in Jesus. You already have all of that. You've already been filled with the Spirit of God. You already have all you need. Do something with it. Work it out. Press on to make it your own because Christ Jesus has already made you His own. He's grabbed you. He has you. He owns you. Now Press on and grab more of him. Does that make sense? Like he already has you. So now you can reach out and grab him. You're not trying to get a hold of him. You're not trying to chase after him. You're not trying to run him down. He already has you. So now it's very close proximity. Now you just reach out and grab him. He possesses you. And because he possesses you, that's our third word I want you to see, you're able to move forward. So I want you to see the connection between those two. Look at verses 13 and 14, okay? Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own humility, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. This idea of, it's, 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 it's the same Greek words that would be used for running a race, right? You're running after the finish line so that you can get a prize. And so he's telling us here, run hard toward the finish line of Jesus. Run hard to finish this life well, loving Jesus, pursuing Jesus, so that once you cross the finish line, you get Jesus. And he tells you how to do it, all right? I want you to notice a few things there in 13 and 14. How do you move forward? How do you move forward in Christ in 2024? One, the first thing I want you to see is you got to forget stuff. I want to give you a gift for 2024. Flush 2023. Flush it. Everybody do this. Flush. Look at verse 13. How is he moving forward? By forgetting what lies behind. You can't move forward by looking behind you. I use this illustration all the time. There's a reason why your rearview mirror is significantly smaller than the windshield in your car. Because you're supposed to be spending significantly more time looking forward than looking backwards. If you're driving forward by looking in your rearview mirror, how's that going to go for you? Not great. But listen, we just described a lot of spiritual lives. You're attempting to move forward, but you keep looking backwards. And you're shocked when you keep running into stuff and you go in the ditch, and you hit all these potholes. Well, why? Because you're always looking back and not forward. Stop looking back at the sins of 2023. If that's covered under the blood of Jesus, it's covered under the blood of Jesus. Move forward. Like, I I give you permission. Like, move forward. It's covered. Stop looking at the failures of the past. See what God wants you to learn from that. Grow in maturity from that move forward not only that stop looking at the successes of the past stop looking at who you used to be i i have so many people it's really again it's a sad thing that i hear as a pastor when people all the time tell me about how involved they used to be how in love with the lord they used to be how on fire they used to be you know that doesn't help you moving forward right you got to forget the past, the positive and the negative, the pros and the cons, the good and the bad, the wins and the losses. you got to forget the past and move forward. Forget what's behind. Second, forget what's behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. The word straining means to stretch out. It's the same word again. There's a lot of um, uh, athletic running terms in this passage. The idea of, again, when a runner gets close to the line of the finish of the race, what, you ever seen them like they lean forward? What are they trying to do? They're getting just another inch, another centimeter, just one last nudge. This idea of straining forward to the end. Can I ask a question? Before you forget 2023, can I ask you to remember something? Um, would you describe 2023 as a year where you strained after God? Now, track with me. Straining after God is significantly different than attending church. Now, that might be a big step for you. And this is an act of you straining. Like, no, you, you didn't see me last year. Trust me. This is straining. Awesome. But I'm just asking you to search your own hearts. Would you say... That 2023 has been a year where you strained, you stretched, you reached out with all that you had to get a little bit more in your walk with the Lord. If you would say the answer is no, or I don't know, or a little bit, okay. What about 2024? Is this going to be a year that you strain? That you stretch? That you actively seek to get as much of Him as you can? which brings me to the third thing I want you to see, straining forward to what lies ahead. In verse 14, he says, I press on toward the goal. That word press is a verb. It's a perfect tense. It means it's ongoing action. I'm constantly pressing forward after God. I'm constantly pressing forward to get more of Jesus. Every day I wake up and I want to stretch and strain and push and press to get more of God. This, this is how we grow. This is how we mature. Would this describe you? Again, this is the foundation for spiritual growth in 2024. Humbly acknowledging, I've got a lot of things I need to grow in. By faith, with joyful hearts, saying, God has full possession of me, so now I get to just grab a hold of him. And because of that, I'm moving forward. I'm forgetting the past. I'm straining forward to the head. I'm pressing in every day. I'm going hard after God. And then when you see that, you get verses 15 and 16. I just want to kind of see that real quick here as as we close. Give you a new definition of maturity. Look at verses 15 and 16. So after he goes through all that, right, um, I haven't achieved it. I'm not there yet but one thing i am i'm forgetting what's behind i'm pressing forward to what lies ahead i'm grabbing hold of jesus because he's got a hold of me right he's just unpacked all of this stuff and then verse 15 let those of you who are mature think this way this is spiritual maturity you want to know what spiritual maturity looks like spiritual mature again one of the things i just i get kicks and giggles out of things as a pastor i get to see things and have conversations and and one of the things that i find really interesting are people's definitions of what spiritual maturity is right? They'll look at someone and go, oh, that person's really mature. Well, what makes you say that? They pray out loud with a group. Okay, well, maybe they're just an extrovert. M- maybe they're obnoxious. I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of possibilities for that. Maybe they like hear themselves talk. I don't know. Wow, they, they know big words. They read a book. Congratulations. They own Google. That's awesome. Now, read. That's a great 2024 goal for you as well. But that by itself doesn't make you mature. What makes you mature? Having this mindset in verses 12 through 14. Humble, knowing that Christ has you, so now you get to press forward and grab a hold more of him. That's a mature person. That's a man, that's a woman I want to go in a spiritual battle with. You ain't got to know big words. You don't have to feel comfortable in front of a crowd but you're humble enough to know i got a long way to go, but God's got me, so I'm pressing forward in him. That's someone that's a leader. That is who we're after. And I love the way he describes it also. If any of you mature, think this way. And then verse 15 also, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. I love the apostle Paul, another mark of maturity. He doesn't freak out when people don't get it yet. Right? He's like, if you're mature, you'll think like this. And if you don't think like this yet, God will show you. Right? This completely changes how we view other people and interact with other people now. So when you see people in your life that you love that are not growing in maturity like you would want them to grow in maturity, trust God with them. Trust God with them. This is what Paul's doing with the Philippians. He's like, look, some of you Philippians, <laughs> you got ways to go. But that's okay. God will show you. God will show you, right? He, just, he gets to just relax and be at peace and trust God, right? He gets to just go to sleep and trust that God's gonna do the work. So what about you? What do you see yourself in 2024? Um, as we think about New Year's resolutions, I'm gonna give you an idea of one. Here's a potential good New Year's resolution for you. You ready? I resolve to be a humble possession of Jesus Christ, who seeks to move forward in my walk with Him every day. That's it. I resolve to be a humble possession of Jesus Christ. I got a long way to go, but God has me, and so I'm grabbing a hold of Him, and I'm pressing forward to get more of Him every day. That's it. If we do that, if you just do that every day, you will be flabbergasted at the amount of spiritual growth you're going to see in your life in a year. Just so, Think about it like this. So again, a lot of times with New Year's resolutions, a lot of it revolves around health. Right? So health. Right? People want to lose weight, want to get healthy, which again, is a great New Year's resolution. We think We would encourage you to do that. That is spiritual. Right? That's a good thing. But can I go ahead and save you some money? Right? The the, the crash diets and, and the thousands of dollars you spend to have to eat frozen food for the rest of your life, right? That doesn't actually solve the problem. And it's really hard to maintain that. It's really hard to do that well over time. So what do you do? Every day, you just make the right healthy choice. And trust that over time, God will do in your body what naturally is supposed to be done in your body. Right? You just every day do the healthy right thing. And then do it again the next day, and then the next, and the next. And you trust the process, right? Worst thing you can do health-wise is what? Get on the scale five times a day. It's going to drive you insane. You'll lose your mind before you lose weight. Same thing spiritually. We get all anxious about spiritual growth we want to see in our life. So we think about it like the Bible talks about fruit, right? If you planted a seed and you start to, to wonder, like you put that seed in the ground, and you cover it up and you water it, and so much is happening under the surface that you can't see. So what do you have to do? You have to trust that it's happening. Worst thing you can do is plant a seed, cover it up, put fertilizer on it, put some water on it, and you're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Like I just want to see what happens. So you dig up the seed to see if it's growing. It's like oh, oh, it was working. Well, I mess it up now. We do that spiritually. We're like, we're pulling things out of the ground just to see, make sure it's working. Trust God. You seek every day to be a humble possession of God, covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, seeking every day to press forward and push after Jesus a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. God will bear amazing I want to give you some handlebars to hang this on for a second. I'm going to give you three questions to consider for 2024. All right, three things to consider. As you think about being a humble possession of Jesus, seeking to move forward in your walk with him a little bit more every day. Question number one to consider is this. How am I personally going to grow in Christ? Here's the question that we're asking there. Real simple. When, where, how are you going to have a quiet time? Let's just keep it simple. When, where, how are you going to sit down by yourself, Bible open, pen in hand, and just spend time reading the Bible and praying talking to God? When are you going to do that? Make a plan. Make a plan. Right? You ever heard the expression, uh, you know, failure to plan is a plan to fail? Right? So make a plan. How are you going to do this? when are you going to do this, set an actual alarm, go for it. How are you going to personally grow in the Lord this year? second question that I want you to consider, how am I going to engage in Christ's body? In other words, what small group are you going to be a part of? Journey group, equip class, warrior group, whatever. What group are you going to be a part of? Listen, this is something that's significant for your spiritual walk. Now, it's not a magic bullet, and joining a group doesn't you know, miraculously make things just fall off your life. But when you get in a group with a small number of people in a room together, studying the Bible, talking and being honest, that sets up the opportunity for you to really experience spiritual growth. What group are you going to be a part of? Secondly, I would ask you to consider, how are you going to serve the body of Christ in 2024? I want to encourage you. You need to find a place to serve. You need to find a ministry to serve in. Simply just sitting and getting fed but not actually turning around and serving is the equivalent of you eating 3,000 calories a day and then just sitting on the couch. Eventually, you're going to become very unhealthy. What are ways that you can serve? We just want you to pray through that. How are you going to serve? And that's going to be different for everyone. For some, you're going to serve in our kids' ministry. For others, you're like, look, if I serve in a kids' ministry, I'm going to throw a kid through a window. i got to be honest with you. And so we can find another place for you. Unless it's the right kid. Then we might let you in the room. But, you anyway. know. Maybe for you, you... you For whatever reason, the life circumstances going on with you, you're not able to serve in any kind of ministry. You can be a prayer warrior for us. There are things that you can do to serve the body. Serve. And then third thing I want you to consider, third question to ask yourself, who am I praying for and talking to about their need for Christ? Um, As we talk about vision in the next few weeks, one of the questions that I'm going to be asking you to consider is, who's your one? Who's the one person in your life that you're praying for and seeking to talk to and invite to church that needs to come to faith in Christ? Again, sometimes it can feel overwhelming. You look at the city. You look at your entire family. You look at the people you go to work with, go to school with. It can feel daunting and overwhelming. Like, where do I, I know I'm supposed to be a witness. Where do I start? Like, What does this look like? Here's one of the things we want to encourage you with this year. Start with one. One person. Who is God placing on your hearts this year? You're going to pray for, seek to have conversations with about your faith, invite to church, share the gospel with. Just start with one. Again, if you and I seek to be humble possessions of Jesus Christ, every day desiring to push forward a little bit more and I'll walk with him in simple ways, every day I'm just going to spend some time in His Word and prayer, asking God to speak to my heart, convict me of sin, draw me closer to Him. I'm going to seek to really be a part of the body. I'm going to commit to a group, to serve in a ministry. And I've got one person that I'm just praying for every day. Every day I'm praying that God would show them who He is, open up their spiritual eyes, give me opportunities to talk to them, and I'm going to take that step and actually do that start simple but as we do this we're going to see amazing spiritual growth in our lives so as we end our time today today i want to encourage us we're going to end by by just really singing a song of prayer to jesus Asking Jesus to do in us and through us and around us things that are well above us and beyond us and and outside of our ability to accomplish or do. And I want this to be your prayer ending 23 and going into 24. Jesus, in your name, I'm asking you that you would bear out fruit in my life and the lives of those around me, that you will bring people that I love to faith in you this year, that you'll allow me to see you be glorified, in everything that I say, do and think, we're asking Jesus to do amazing things in us for his glory. So I'm asking you to bow your heads for me. I want to pray for us as we as we sing and end our time together. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that because We trust by faith in you. We can be honest about our faults and failures and shortcomings and needs. Because we trust by faith in you, we are possessed by you. We are owned by you. You have us in your grip. So now we can reach out and grab you. We can make it our own because you've made us your own. And as a result of that, we can press forward every single day, striving with all that you would give us know you and love you. God, I thank you now for the fruit that is going to happen in the lives of the people in this room this year. Jesus, we trust you for this. And we commit today that we will seek after you as your humble possessions, just wanting more. Do this in us, Jesus. In your name. Amen. Let's stand together, guys, as we worship together. If you'd like, this altar is open. You're welcome to come forward and pray. Let's just spend some time lifting this song up as a prayer to God, asking Him to accomplish great things in us for His glory. Let's sing.
0: Jesus over you In your hurting In your sorrow I will ask my God to move I speak the name Cause it's all that I can do In desperation I'll seek heaven And pray this for you I pray for your healing That circumstances would change I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. for change
1: too big for us feel overwhelming even just our own personal spiritual growth we just get so discouraged with ourselves i thank you jesus that there is nothing beyond you and in your name jesus we pray we ask we believe for fruits Life and for power, for answered prayers. We pray, God, for salvation. We pray, God, for revival. We pray, God, for people in our lives that know you, but, God, they are struggling for whatever reason. They are hurt, they are wounded, and and they are just not walking with you right now. God, we pray for all of these circumstances and situations. We ask you, Lord God, that you would be glorified and that you would bring healing and restoration and repentance and salvation and hope we trust you for this God I pray God over us now going into 2024 God I ask you that we would see amazing unbelievable miraculous growth in our own lives fruit bearing out of deep profound growing love for you that allows us and empowers us and pulls us and pushes us So just live different. All for your glory. Do this in us, Lord God. We thank you for 2024 already. We're excited about it. Regardless of what happens, we trust you. Regardless of what this year holds for us, we trust you, God. Because you are good, you are worthy, and nothing takes you by surprise. So we go into it with bold confidence, not in ourselves or in our plans, but in you. Thank you, Jesus pray this in your name. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. If you're a guest, again, I'd love to meet you in the back. Happy New Year. See you next week.
0: the house tonight touch down in the cold black top hold on for the sudden stop breathing the familiar shock confusion and chaos All those people going somewhere why have i never cared give me your eyes for just one second give me your eyes